0: Today is what we call the Feast of Epiphany. That's a big word. Pardon? Epiphany. You know, he can stay back. He can come up if he wants to, though. Okay. Um, today is the Feast of Epiphany. Who can tell me what Epiphany means? Hmm. That's a tough one, isn't it? Okay, I'll tell you. Epiphany means something that was hidden has been made. Has been brought to light so that everybody can know what it is. So, what I have here is what do I have in my jar? Uh, a uh, bottle? It's a bottle, that's right. What's inside? Uh, a treasure map. A treasure map? And maybe it's hidden, isn't it? We can't see what it is. Oh, but it's but watch, there's a flashlight in there for a different it's reason. Mary. What's it now? It's Mary. Oh, It's a light. But it's the wise men. The wise men. And Mary, you're right. Mary is there with the wise men. And that's why we celebrate Epiphany, because the wise men saw a star. And that star brought to light that a new king. There you can see it. That's right. I've got it on the back. Right. And a new king was being born, and they went to Bethlehem to find him. And we called it Epiphany. Because the light shone on Mary and Joseph and the baby Jesus. But when it was a hidden thing, the light was gone. It was like this. That's right. When it was a hidden thing, you couldn't see it. But then we turn the light on and it's an epiphany. We can see what was hidden. I could see it when it was off. You could because you got really good eyes, right? Then I saw Mary under there. I know. Now that you know what it is, it's easier to see, right? So that's why we're celebrating this t- today, because something, there was a secret. And the secret was that God had become a little boy, a little baby, and that was the secret. But the star it told, told, told the, the wise men that he was not just a little baby. It told them that he was also God's son too. It was God, he told them it was God's son. And that's really special. So that's why we celebrate today. The, the light shined and now Shine. we know who, who Jesus is. He is God become a little boy. All right, you can go back to your seats. Thanks for coming up. You like the lights up there? Yeah, they are pretty. Okay. You can stay up here, Prescott, but you're going to have to preach. So today we celebrate the revelation of a secret. Now it's kind of like this. Anybody here like watch Hallmark movies? Do you ever watch Hallmark movies? You know they're all the same. They all have the same plot. All right and the plot usually goes something like this. You know there's there's, a, there's some young people and they, they kind of knew each other in high school. Maybe they dated a little bit but then they go to college. They go their separate ways and and you know, and what happens is that they they kind of remember each other and they think about each other a lot, but they don't tell anybody this. It's all a secret. And then they, they get back together, usually at Christmas time, and then suddenly the guy begins thinking, Man, I really like this girl. I like this girl and I always wanted to say something about, you know, to this girl that, that I liked her, but I was always afraid to, because I didn't know what she was gonna say. And, Maybe she was gonna dump me or laugh at me. And so he kept his feelings a secret. But then as you get to the end of the movie, he suddenly looks her in the eye and he says, I love you, and he brings out a ring. And suddenly that emotion that had been held secret all that time was brought to light. And it's the same way with the story of God and man. There was this tremendous secret how much God loved mankind. And over the years, God tried to communicate to people how much He loved them and how much He desired to be united with them. And mankind, being stubborn and stupid like we are, we always had a hard time grasping that. And so God selected a a nation, a people, And beginning with Abraham and his rejection of idolatry. And then with Moses and the exodus through which a people was born. And giving them a law to create within them the culture of God. And with the kingship of David, the wisdom of Solomon, with the cry of the prophets. Over and over again, God is trying to explain to mankind that he loves them. And not just the little nation of Judah Judah, who believed they were God's people. And so they kept a lot of things secret within themselves. They didn't share with the rest of the world because God was their God. He wasn't the other people's gods. Even though the prophets continued to proclaim that he was the God of all the earth. And Isaiah promised that when the Messiah would come, the knowledge of the Lord would spread over the earth like the waters cover the sea that everyone would know the revelation of God's love for them. And then in the fullness of time, God became human. And he revealed his light, the perfection of his love. We call Jesus the perfect revelation of God, that we knew that God loved us and cared for us because he went to the trouble to become one of us. And he sent his revelation to some Gentiles, some magi, who lived in an eastern country, don't know exactly where. And that revelation brought them to the Messiah, that they would worship the King of kings, the Lord of lords, God become man. And they bring him gifts of gold, of frankincense and myrrh, and those gifts are highly symbolic. Gold as a gift for a king. And frankincense as an incense to be burned to God. And myrrh as a burial spice, a spice that we used to prepare bodies for burial. Because there in the manger, as the, as the wise men came, they see God, the king, who has become man, and as man would be mortal and would die for our sins. So they brought him these gifts for a king, for, me, for, for a king, for God, and for burial. Now there are many uh, traditions about who these wise men were, or magi were, and where they came from. Um, actually, there's a little town in Turkey that claims that the wise men passed through there, and some, someone wrote the names down. They said there were 12 of them. They had the names of, of 11 of them, and they pass through this little village in Turkey on their way to Bethlehem. Now, we don't know if that's the correct version or not, but you know, we think, wait a minute, aren't there supposed to be three wise men? (laughs) Actually, the Bible doesn't say that. It doesn't tell us how many wise men there are. There are three gifts, and so we assign each of these gifts to a wise man, and we give them names. Who can tell me the names of the three wise men, anybody? I thought Caspar was a ghost. No, he's a wise man. Caspar, Melchior, and Balthazar. That's right, the three wise men. Very good, you've been doing your homework. (laughs) And these came to worship the king. So that's why we celebrate the three, in some countries it's called Three Kings Day. We call it the Feast of Epiphany, the revelation, that which was secret has been made known. And what was made known was the immensity of God's love for us, that he would stoop down and become human so that he could communicate that love directly to us. And this is actually the first part of a two-part feast. Did you know that? The second part's tomorrow, which is the feast of the baptism of the Lord. Because today we celebrate the revelation of God, the epiphany of God, to the Gentiles, to these magi who came from the east. And tomorrow is the baptism in which God reveals himself to the Jews. When Jesus is baptized and the heavens are opened, the Holy Spirit descends upon Christ as as a dove, and God speaks from, from heaven, says, "'This is my beloved Son, in him I am well pleased.'" The revelation, the manifestation of the reality of God become man to the Jews who were there who were there at this baptism. So now here's a question. Is this feast just some little bit of historical trivia that we know and that we celebrate once a year or does it have a meaning to us? Is it a part is does it guide us on our pathway of life? Well, there are two things, I don't wanna, uh, two points I want to make about this knowledge of the revelation of God, the epiphany. And the first is that God is hidden. Do you know that? God is hidden and we don't see him but if we view life through eyes of faith, we will know his presence. Blaise Pascal, You know, philosopher, scientist, mathematician, astronomer, he said once, There is enough light for those who see by faith, but there are enough shadows for those who choose to be blind. Now, imagine a sunset. You look at a sunset, you see its beauty. It's setting over the Sangre de Cristo mountains and it's a, it's a glorious thing. And you look up to the sky and you, you just wonder at the majesty and the beauty and the love of God to share this beauty with us. That's seeing the world through eyes of faith. But if you don't have faith, you just look at the sky and say, Huh, there's a lot of dust in the air today. We can choose to see life through faith, knowing the presence of God, or we can choose to see life without faith and live in the mundane. Anybody see the movie, The Life of Pi? Some of you, some of you it's been a while, right? The Life of Pi, and that's a great little movie. It actually presents um, the, presence, the concept of the presence of God through two versions of the same story. And in one version of the story, it's full of of wonder and and miracles and beauty. And in the other version of the story, it's just kind of ordinary and mundane and, and nothing special. And the movie asks this question, which is the better story? How do we choose to live our life? through eyes of faith, where we see the wonder, the majesty, the beauty that God shares with us, or through simple eyes of of the mundane and and the everyday? Which is the better story? Albert Einstein once said, how you view the world makes all the difference. Either the world is full of miracles or there are no miracles at all. It becomes our choice to see God through the eyes of faith. To those who choose not to see God through the eyes of faith, the world is mundane because God is hidden. But if we view him through faith, then the world sparkles with life and wonder and beauty. And the second point is, God is hidden in you. And it is for you to become the epiphany that shows God to others. Because so many people in life are stuck in the everyday, in the mundane, filled with the distractions, and and life becomes meaningless and, and without purpose. But God, we can if we allow the God that is within us to shine into other people's lives through acts of kindness, through the embrace of love, through prayer, giving and sharing for one another, doing acts of service for one another, and guiding others to know the Christ who loves them, then the God that is hidden in us, through us, we become that epiphany To bring others to his knowledge and that they can share in the wonder and the joy. So yes, Epiphany is a great moment of historical understanding that God has revealed himself as his light to the Gentiles. But it is also a calling for us to reveal the God that lives within us to a lost and broken world. Let's go to God now in prayer.